Can we lift our hands to the Lord again? There's such a powerful presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Ela mahari ala mahaselo boko ya ala bataya dala boko saya dala bahata saya dala bohoto ya dala boko ya. Shikela mandolo bohosi ala bahaya lomokoya. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So thankful for the anointing of God that's in this place. For what the Lord did this morning. You know, I've been around Souls Harbor long enough to know that that's on the verge of normal. Really. It's it's not a it's not a monumental thing for over 20 people to get the Holy Ghost in one service here. Um, it's not a monumental thing for uh, however many people got baptized. It's it's kind of just in our flow. But I feel like the Lord is is speaking to me about this church that because of your efforts, because of your your outreach, because of your prayer and your fasting, this is the beginning of an unceasing wave that's going to come upon this church it's not going to stop it's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger I, I believe God told me Souls Harbor is stepping into the dimension of hundreds of souls at a time If you believe it or if you just want it, would you lift your hands and say, God, let it be so. God, I'm going to be a part of it. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Acts chapter 2, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled. They were all filled. Look at your neighbor and say, that would include you. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Acts chapter 4 and verse 31. 
The Bible says, and when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled. Everybody say all filled. Look at your neighbor and say, that would include you. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. One more passage of Scripture, John chapter 6 and verse 26. This is the setting where Jesus had already fed the thousands with the five loaves and fishes. He disappeared into the countryside. They came and they found him. And when they had found them, verse 25, on the other side of the sea, they said unto him, Rabbi, when camest thou hither? Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, you seek me not because you saw the miracles, but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. Everybody say they were filled. They weren't seeking him for the miracles. They were seeking him because they got filled. I want to preach to you tonight very quickly the irresistible draw of a spirit-filled church. The irresistible draw of a spirit-filled church. Would you stand with me just for a moment? I know we just danced our faces off, but if you got any energy left, would you lift your hands to the Lord? And let's ask him to speak to us. Ask him to open up your mind, open up your spirit. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, by the authority of the Word of God, and by the power of the name Jesus, I pray that every eye would see, every ear would hear, every heart would perceive and embrace the Word of the Lord. God, I pray that you would take us over the edge. In the name of Jesus Christ, I bind every spirit of skepticism and unbelief. I loose the gift of faith and the angels of the Lord to operate in the preaching of the Word. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. And everybody said, in Jesus' name, would you clap your hands to the Lord and let's give Him a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Praise God. You can be seated. I always, when I read this scripture where these people came from all over the countryside to where Jesus was, I, when I read this scripture, I considered it a rebuke of the Lord on these people. He said, you, you seek me not because you saw the miracles, but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. And I felt like the Lord was revealing an entitlement mentality. He was exposing these people because they wanted free bread. They, they didn't have to work. They could just go to where Jesus was working miracles and they could get some free bread. But I, I believe there's something else going on here. I feel like the Lord has revealed to us that these people came because they were filled. And even though he had healed thousands, even though he had touched thousands, these people that were filled with bread came from all over the countryside to find out where he was, to find out where he was so they could be filled again. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, the spirit that heals you will never be as attractive to you as the spirit that fills you. You look at Jesus Christ, the Bible shows us that he did thousands of miracles. John said if everything was recorded that Jesus had done, all the books in the world could not contain the, the miracles, the signs, the wonders. And Jesus healed so many people. He 
cleansed the lepers. He healed blinded eyes. He healed deaf ears. He raised the dead. He, he walked on water. He did all these miracles. But when you look at the foot of the cross, there were only three, maybe four people at the foot of the cross. He fed almost 12,000 people. But only three or four people were at the foot of the cross. Several times the Bible records that Jesus healed everybody that was present. The entire crowd that was there, every single one of them were healed. But when you look on the day of Pentecost, uh, only 120 people were present on the day of Pentecost. It's because the spirit that heals you will never have as much draw upon you as the spirit that fills you. When it comes to keeping the people that came, you got to go to Acts chapter 2, and all of a sudden in one single day, 3,000 people were added to the church, and it's because the church was filled with the Holy Ghost. I've always preached it. I've always preached it. If we can have miracles, signs, and wonders in our services, we won't be able to build the buildings big enough to hold the crowds that will come. I've always preached that. I've always preached that if we can just get God doing outrageous, notable miracles in front of everybody's face, people will come from all over. They'll fill the pews. And, and I, But I've seen miracles. I've seen so many miracles. I saw miracles here growing up. I saw miracles uh, in other people's ministries. I've seen miracles in my ministry. My wife has seen miracles. We've seen, seen people totally healed in their bodies it was it was announced to the church people told their neighbors uh, we've seen people healed of cancer i saw a blind eye pop open i saw deaf ear pop open i've seen a, i've seen crippled people get up and start dancing uh, i've seen god do knee replacement on people i've seen people that look like they were dead come back to life uh, i've seen so many things uh, and we've seen it here in souls harbor we've seen so many miracles uh, we've seen cancers disappear we've seen tumors leave uh, broken limbs restored has anybody ever got a miracle at souls harbor we've seen so many miracles i'll never forget i think it was that touch the future brother chad wicker was standing right over here and he, he announced to somebody he would nobody was even laying hands on him all of a sudden under the power of the holy ghost that ear just popped open anybody ever been healed of cancer There's two. Anybody ever been healed of heart problems? Hands are popping up. Anybody ever had some limbs that needed fixing? God touched your limbs, touched your back, touched your body. God delivered you from a sickness. It's all over this place. But if you look around, there are empty seats around us. Miracles will never be as attractive to people as the Spirit filling us up. When you look on the Acts chapter 2, the day of Pentecost, the Bible says they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Everybody got the Holy Ghost. Everybody was talking in tongues. And the Lord kicked them out of the building. 
while they were talking in tongues, while they were drunk in the Holy Ghost, God kicked them out of the building. And in one single day, 3,120 people were saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name. But that wasn't the only revival. That was just the epicenter. That was the initial explosion. There were aftershocks that just spread one ripple. It's like throwing a stone into the, into the lake and you see the ripple. That original stone that hit that water causes a splash, but then the ripples just keep on going until the whole lake has been filled. And we've seen that happen. In Acts chapter 3, the Bible says they went to the lame man at the, at the gate beautiful and, and you know the story Peter and John went up to him and said silver and gold have I none but such as I have I give to thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth rise up and walk and he went on walking and leaping and praising God and the Bible says about 5,000 were filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized in Jesus name the Bible always says about anytime it gives a number it never says an exact number why because they probably counted somebody twice or they probably missed somebody along the way. About 5,000. And then you go on in Peter's travels in, in Acts, chapter, Acts chapter 7 and verse 8, or, 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 chapter 7, 8 and 9. And he went to Lydia and Saron and he healed Aeneas and he healed a Tabitha, dead body on the table. And he raised her up from the dead. And the Bible says the whole cities of Lydia and Saron gave themselves to God. You go to Acts chapter 8. Philip went down to Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the whole city with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake. And they were baptized in Jesus' name. And then the crusade team, Peter and John, came. And they laid hands on everybody. And everybody got the Holy Ghost. The whole city got the Holy Ghost. You go to Acts chapter 9, Acts chapter 10. Now it's the ripples are spreading all over, all over the places. Going to the, the Gentiles. And Peter uh, has a vision about... What's going to happen with these Italians, these, these Italians, this Cornelius, this Roman centurion? He says, go preach to him and don't call anything unclean that I've cleansed. And so Peter goes. And God specifically prepared this group of people to hear the word of the Lord. And Peter went there and he preached Jesus Christ to them. And the Bible says the, the whole household was filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name. And you go on from there and you get into Paul's travels. Paul, from that epicenter of revival in Acts chapter 2, Paul begins to spread the word all over Asia. All of Asia, the Bible says, heard the word of the Lord. You want to talk about ripples going out and going out. And, and then finally, through the centuries, there's been a remnant that remained until the beginning of the 20th century in 1900 uh, the Holy Ghost fell to Azusa Street uh, and Topeka Kansas uh, the ripples came all the way from the book of Acts all the way to the United States of America and the revival we're having right now is a product uh, of something that happened the world away But God has spoken to me. He said, the church is not getting older. The church is going back to its infancy. We're going back to where it all started. We are going to see what happened in the book of Acts, chapter 2. If you think God is coming back for a church that is less 
than what they were in the book of Acts. You've got a misunderstanding of the power of the Holy Ghost in the church. We're not going to be less than what they were in the book of Acts. We're going to be, I believe we have to be more than what they were in the book of Acts. I believe we got to be more spiritual. I believe we have, you, you may think that's crazy. I believe, why did God use the apostles then but use uh, J- Pastor Jason Barnum, Sister Barnum, Bishop Barnum? Why are they here now? Because we've got to have something more now than we had back then. The reason why you are alive, I'm, I'm in a prophetic dimension right now. The reason why you are alive and in this building right now is because God has chosen you to fulfill his word over this city. God has chosen you to fulfill the work of the Lord over this nation. God has picked you to bring about Book of Acts revival. But you see, to get there, We've gone backwards. This nonsense about the emerging church, how the church can look different than it, that's a bunch of nonsense from the pit of hell. Churches that don't shout, praise God, that they're just having an intellectual experience, you will not find them in the Bible. You will not find the brand of Christianity in the Bible where people just sit there and digest what the preacher is saying. That is a bunch of nonsense. It's not supposed to be an intellectual experience. It's supposed to be a supernatural experience. There's supposed to be some involvement. There might be a little quaking. There might be a little shaking. There might be a little sweating going on. Why? The Holy Ghost is here to shake us and stir us and empower us. There is not a new brand of Christianity. We're going back to the old brand. But to get there, we've backtracked. We've backtracked. We've gone through these ripples to get back to the epicenter. We saw Azusa Street. We saw the outpouring of the Holy Ghost in the United States, and we've gone backwards. We've gone through Acts chapter 19, where there's a few disciples here and there, and we have been comfortable with that for a long, long time. Acts chapter 19 revival, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples said unto them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? He found some disciples. This is what churches build, are built on today. Bible studies here and there. And there's, it's, 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 my God, it's biblical. Got it. Disciples here and there, disciples here and there, disciples. And if you get a bunch of disciples here and there, eventually we're just going to keep on growing and growing and outgrow this and keep on growing and growing and growing and growing. Disciples here and there, Bible studies here and there, Bible studies being taught there, Bible studies, daughter works, lighthouses, uh, and Bible studies here and there. Everybody's teaching the Word of God. Disciples here and there, that's Bible. But we're moving back a little bit further, and we're going to Acts chapter 10. I'm hearing reports all over. Pastors are talking to me about how whole churches have been converted. Pastors in whole churches have been converted. It's the dimension of revival.
where God has specifically prepared a group of people to hear the word of the Lord. Souls Harbor has experienced this. God used bishop and pastor and opened the door. And brother, brother, pa- Pastor David Asel, sorry to call you out. I love you with all my heart. You can punch me in the stomach later, okay? What a special, special man of God. But that was a whole church. God specifically prepared to hear the word of the Lord and to receive the Holy Ghost and to be baptized in Jesus' name. But we're not stopping there. We've gone back even further. Not only Souls Harbor, I'm talking about the church as a whole. We keep going back further. You go to Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8 was Samaria. Samaria was foreign soil. The church is very used to sending our apostles and men of God to foreign soil. And watching them experience a revival that has not happened on our home turf. Pastor and Bishop went to Ethiopia. Saw thousands of people get the Holy Ghost. It's foreign soil. It's not Jerusalem. It's Samaria. The apostles go. The preachers go. And they have a move of God. But it's not on our doorstep. They come back and they talk about what has happened on foreign soil. And we are used to this. We are constantly sending missionaries to foreign soil. This is Acts chapter 8, Dimension Revival. But we've already touched that level. And we're going back even further. And if you continue to go back, eventually you're going to come to the place where it says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, They were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. There appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all, all, all from the front to the back, from side to side, somebody in the bathroom, somebody in the lobby. The Bible says they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Nobody was left out. There wasn't a hot spot over there and a cold spot over there. There wasn't a hot spot up here and a dead spot over there. Everybody was talking in tongues. I've prayed and fasted. I've heard teaching. I've heard preaching. I'm seeking. Seeking for that Acts 2 revival. It's our home turf. You know the spirit I face when I preach this? I face the same spirit that I have felt from people that do not believe speaking in tongues is for today. 
I've talked to people that do not have the Holy Ghost, do not speak in tongues, and I'll tell them, no, the power of God, the gifts of the Spirit, speaking in tongues, the evidence of the Holy Ghost, it's available today, and they'll say, well, that was just for them back then. And when I talk about God's going to give us Acts 2 revival, you know what I face? A spirit that rises up and says, well, that was just the beginning, that was just for them back. I'm telling you, I prophesy in the name of Jesus Christ, there's going to be a church somewhere that's going to start having Acts 2 revival, and it might as well be Souls Harbor, it might as well be Souls Harbor, it might as well be Souls Harbor. It might as well be Souls Harbor. And I fasted and I prayed and I've said, God, give me that ancient anointing. Give me that ancient anointing that the apostles had. Give me that ancient anointing. I don't want no piddly philosophical anointing. That can't break nothing. The devil ain't scared of that at all. Give me that ancient anointing. How do we open those ancient doors? What's the secret? There's some deep dark secret. There's some deep mystery. There's some deep profound revelation that caused the book of Acts revival church in Acts 2 to have 3,000 in one day. There's some dark secret barely able to grasp mystery and I found it it's in the first verse and when the day of Pentecost was fully come they were all with one accord in one place that was so profound y'all are just looking at me You know why, you know why it, it affects us? You know why people aren't screaming, oh, my God, and licking the carpet right now? It's just so simple. It's almost piddly. They were all with one accord in one place. You see, every other revival in the book of Acts, besides the Acts 2 revival, every other revival was about what was happening to the sinner. I'm coming out of my skin right now, I promise you. It was about what was happening to the sinner. The preachers would preach to the sinner. The sinner would repent. Peter would lay hands on the sinner. They would heal the sinner. It was all about what was happening to the sinner. But when you look at the Acts 2 revival, it's different. It wasn't about what was happening to the sinner. It was what the sinner saw happening to the church. And the Lord asked me a question, Joey, would you fit in on the day of Pentecost? Tonight, just, just examine yourself for a moment. What you did tonight, would you fit in on the day of Pentecost? We put so much pressure on the sinner. 
And we're always looking at what the sinner's doing when the preacher's preaching. Because we already got it, you know what I'm saying? We already been there, done that, and we've got this old season, old Holy Ghost, and we can just sit there and absorb through our pores what's happening. And we're looking at the visitor, and we're watching our clock saying, boy, I hope they respond before 8 o'clock. Hope that sinner makes a move tonight because they need the Holy Ghost. What time is it? I got to go eat at Cracker Barrel. Miracles do not make disciples. The most attractive thing that could ever happen in Bellevue is when souls harbor with one accord in one place is filled with the Spirit. See, we, we, we keep waiting on pastor. We keep waiting on pastor to come on, lead us in some fanatical outreach. That's what's going to bring us that tremendous growth. We, pastor, come on, give us some more vision. And it's happening, it's happening, it's happening, it's happening, it's happening. We keep waiting on somebody to get up there and just lead everybody. And come on, that, we got to have some person that'll, that'll lead us over the edge. What's the next neighborhood? But you see, the Acts 2 revival. I, I, I don't want to say this incorrectly. I want to make sure I'm saying this right. But it wasn't about the preachers. Yes, the preacher was involved. Yes, the preacher spoke the word of God. But the preacher wasn't the one that pulled everybody together. You know what pulled it? Let me tell you God's outreach strategy in Acts chapter 2. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And everybody started talking in tongues. And what they were doing inside, they started doing outside. And the sinners that were outside looked at these people that were consumed with the power of God. And they said, I want that. I've got to have that. I, I want that. I want what they've got. I want what they're experiencing. I want to be a part of that. I want that same power. I want to have what they've got. When is the last time a sinner could look at you and say, that's what I want? What they're experiencing right now. That's what I want. We're not there yet. I know we're not there. You know why? I go in churches and 40% of the people are in the prayer room. 60% of the people are waiting for the church service to happen. It's amazing. That little sentence, one accord in one place, it's pretty tough. Everybody in one accord in one place. That means everybody's talking in tongues. Can you imagine the kind of service we would have? And forget the service. I'm talking revival, continuous revival. If everybody was talking in tongues. Everybody was doing their best to dance. See, when the Bible says in one accord, accord comes from two Greek words. One means unity. 
and the other means passion. When the Bible say, says they were in one accord, it means they were unified in their passion. In other words, the church was not leaving it up to the few freako fanatics up at the front dancing their heads off. They were unified in their passion. In other words, I'm not going to let that dude outdance me. I'm not going to let them speak in tongues more than me. To, if he's going to get out there and dance, uh, if pastor's going to get out there and push his guts out, uh, I, he's not going to be the only one. I'm going to unify my passion. Whether Here we go. Whether I feel it or not. If I see someone tapping into something, if I see someone reaching for something from God with passion, I'm going to unify my effort with their effort. There it goes. There it goes. Come on, why is it just young men? Why is it just young men? Why don't we unify our passion? Why don't we unify our effort? You may not feel anything, but you can unify your passion. Book of Acts Revival. Book of Acts Revival. Book of Acts Revival. It's coming upon us. It's coming upon us. Acts 2 Revival is coming upon Souls Harbor. Acts 2 Revival is coming upon this church. Acts 2 Revival. If we can get in one accord. Are you in one accord yet? Are you talking in tongues yet? Are you dancing yet? Are you praising God yet? Come on. Unify your passion. Shada 
Come on, talk in tongues. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And the place where they prayed was shaken. It was shaken. They were all filled. They were all filled. Ketala bahara 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 